Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, welcome back to the program. Good afternoon. It's just after 2 o'clock here at KSL News Radio. The program here is called Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. I'm a, a new voice. I, I've been uh, away in Washington, D.C. for the last five years. I used to work here uh, with the great Doug Wright. I'm grateful to you for listening to this episode five of Live Mike. We've had, a, I think, a pretty good show so far. We've spoken to a United States senator. We've spoken to an acclaimed author. Uh, we've covered some big topics like compensating uh, collegiate athletes. That's fascinating. We've talked about a new airline to be headquartered here in Salt Lake City. I also shared a bit of personal news last night. I spent the evening at Primary Children's, and uh, it was because my beautiful, young, uh, five-week-old daughter, Piper, uh, she had a fever. And it's that kind, they tell you, when the baby is new, when it gets above uh, a certain degree, you rush him to the emergency room right away. Well, uh, the the number climbed over that 100.4 mark, and my wife and I, in the dead of night, we climbed in the car, we drove over to Primary Children's, and uh, they took extra care of us. I will tell you that uh, I wouldn't mind a, a few prayers uh, as my baby continues uh, on the mend. Uh, she's there still. I uh, In about 45 minutes after the program is done, well, 53, 53 minutes, uh, when the program is done at 3 o'clock, I'm going to hop in the car and uh, drive up and join them. Uh, all is well, though I am confident. I've been text messaging back and forth with my wife throughout the program and everything is okay. Uh, if you would like to weigh in on what you've heard so far or what you'd like, what you'd like to hear in the future here on the program the number is 57500 that's the utah community credit union text line i want to talk to you now a little about this impeachment i know it's kind of uh, a topic that i joke about and a topic that uh, you probably are bored of but there are interesting uh, elements to it and i was just handed i think the latest interesting element and it is a letter a six-page letter 2788 words the letter was authored by the president donald trump the recipient nancy pelosi the president addressed his letter to Nancy Pelosi, and I'll admit I have uh, I got it so recently I haven't read all the way through to the end. But some of the things here in the beginning have really caught my attention. What I want to do here in this segment, uh, while we have a few minutes, just the two of us here chatting, I want to read to you some of the some of the lines from this letter, and then I want to talk to you about where this impeachment fits in the goings on in the House this week. Because as I told you last week, there. There is much more happening in 
Congress, uh, specifically the House, than just this impeachment uh, proceedings. In fact, today the House voted on two measures. So they call them omnibus. The 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 various uh, spending bills need to be passed, and you can patch it patch. Uh, you can package those up together and vote on them. Anyway, there were two votes that essentially funded the 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 whole of the government, and the House passed both of those measures today sufficiently to to fund the government. And if the Senate picks it up, we will avoid a shutdown on the twentieth. Now, think about that. A few months ago, if we were a few days away from a shutdown, it would be uh, headlines uh, on all the cable news networks. And yet we have something that has so dominated the headlines, impeachment, that uh, even a shutdown doesn't get covered. There's another measure. It's called the National Defense Authorization Act. That's the measure that funds the Department of Defense. That was also passed by the House uh, today. And uh, in it, there's some interesting stuff, uh, really good stuff for Utah. I'll tell you about some of that coming up. Uh, but one very interesting thing, early on when I, I think it was episode one or two of this program, I talked about uh, paternal leave and maternal leave. So paid uh, maternity leave. But once you have a baby, you want to stay home and visit. Well, the House version of this Defense Authorization Act, which passed today, it contains a provision that would allow for all federal government employees to receive 12 weeks of paid leave to stay home with the baby. Uh, I, w- I was in a situation similar to that. I was a federal employee when my baby, Piper, was born, and uh, that provision wasn't in place. Uh, my boss was very generous, uh, but, uh, but it was not compulsory. And, uh, and so we'll see if, uh, if the Senate agrees, and we'll see what this means once the policy is, is rolled out. I, I am torn. I, I think uh, that it's a very good thing for the federal government to do, uh, but when that debate kind of makes its way into the private sector, I'm not sure if I'm a, a, a supporter of compulsory uh, maternity leave on on private business. I, I don't know. I don't know who to whom I should uh, you know be more loyal. Should it be to the business owner or should it be to the the, the parent? I, I'm very much torn, but I believe that the free market uh, has the ability to decide some of the bigger questions, uh, and that I think that's one where it might. Anyway, that's a tangent, uh, but I would like to know what you think about it because I want to, as this develops and as kind of American trends uh, evolve and change and uh, as we maybe come more in line with our European neighbors, that's what you hear often when this topic of uh, maternity leave comes up, that uh, over in Scandahoovia, they've got it figured right out and that for the first 18 years of a child's life, you get to, you get to stay home and your boss has to pay for it. That's obviously an exaggeration, uh, but there are some very... Very, very generous uh, maternity leave and paternity leave policies uh, out there. And it'd be interesting to see how things evolve here in the United States. Uh, so as you think about that, send me a note. The text number is 57500. It's the Utah Community Credit Union text line. Now, I started the segment uh, telling you that I was going to read to you from a letter written by the president to the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. I've only left us with two and a half minutes to do that, so let's jump right into it. It's dated today, December 17th, 2019. Uh, I didn't tell you what the letter's about. I'll give you one guess. It's impeachment. He's writing about the impeachment. He opens, Dear Madam Speaker, I write to express my strongest and most powerful protest against the partisan impeachment crusade being pursued by the Democrats in the House of Representatives. This impeachment represents an unprecedented and unconstitutional abuse of power by Democrat lawmakers, unequaled in nearly two and a half centuries of American legislative history. Those are strong words. 
Uh, those are very strong words. This is me talking again. I'm done reading. Uh, I'm going to jump back into it in a second. If you thought that was strong, uh, these next two paragraphs are uh, very strong. I'll continue. The articles of impeachment introduced by the House Judiciary Committee are not recognizable under any standard of constitutional theory, interpretation, or jurisprudence. They include no crimes, no misdemeanors, and no offensive what no offenses whatsoever. Uh, pay attention to this last line. It says, You have cheapened the importance of the very ugly word impeachment. I'm going to take a break uh, or take a pause here before we go into the, this next paragraph I want to share with you. And I want to tell you, as you see all this coverage, as you are inundated with impeachment coverage, I want you to remember uh, something that the polls are showing us. That as this impeachment proceeds or as these proceedings uh, go on, as the Democrats further their agenda of impeaching the president, the polls show that support of Donald Trump is going up. And support of this impeachment is going down. That's not just a national trend. It's happening here in Utah. The longer this gets drawn out, the longer these debates happen in at the committee level, the longer the Democrat talking points are paraded around, the more support the president enjoys and the less support impeachment enjoys. Let me read you this one last paragraph, and then we're going to take a break and talk about uh, American Samoa next up. The president continues in his letter to Nancy Pelosi. He says, by proceeding with your invalid impeachment... You are violating your oaths of office. Excuse me. You are breaking your allegiance to the Constitution and you are declaring open war on American democracy. You dare to invoke the founding fathers in pursuit of this election nullification scheme. Yet your spiteful actions display unfettered contempt for America's founding and your egregious conduct threatens to destroy that which our founders pledged their very lives to build. Even worse than offending the founding fathers, you are offending Americas by faith. I'm sorry. You are offending Americans of faith by continually saying, I pray for the president when you know this statement is not true unless it is meant in a negative sense. It is a terrible thing you are doing. You will have to live with it. Not I. And uh, the punctuation mark he chooses to use there is an exclamation point. You don't often see letters uh, drafted by the president of the United presidents of the United States, including exclamation points, uh, but it is here in this letter. Uh, it's six pages long. I've gotten through only the first half of the first page. It continues by defending, uh, the, the, defending the president against the claims of abuse of power and then obstruction of Congress. Uh, he calls that so-called obstruction of Congress claim preposterous and dangerous. Uh, anyway, that is the letter. It's been delivered to Speaker Nancy Pelosi. It's been written by the presidents of the United States as as this week continues, I want you to know that there are still other things going on in Congress, uh, but this impeachment proceeding, which is before the House uh, Committee on Rules right now, uh, later on in the program, I'll have a, a moment to speak with a, an ABC News reporter. What we'll do is we'll explain to you what's happening right now, both in the House and specifically in the Senate. We haven't talked much about the Senate. We'll get into that uh, next here. The program is called Live Mike. My name is Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.